When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. Welcome to Hue at Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Well, it's not, hi, how are you doing? It's, hi, have you had your vaccination yet? <laughs> that is the biggest question everybody's asking. So, have you? We'll have a little bit more about the vaccination rollout, who's getting vaccinated, what kind of vaccine you're getting, with a clip from our Hue virtual chat. But right now, we're going to go to my good friend in Edmonton, A.V. She's been doing a bit of gardening, but besides that, she has this great song that not only brought her community and neighborhood together, but is really giving hope and that everybody matters. So here she is, A.V., in our conversation on Hue at Home. Well, fresh from the garden, I want to give a big welcome to A.V., <laughs> I know it's hard, right, with all of these Zoom meetings and Zoom invites and everything virtual, and I know, um, and we just want to get back to normal, right, A.V.? Yeah, whatever that <laughs> is, but yes. <laughs> I know, I know. So, okay, so let's get down into it. Uh, and you're in Edmonton, um, Winnipeg here, we're kind of looking at a third lockdown. Everybody's, you know, pretty much had it up to here with restrictions. But yeah. the vaccine rollout is is rolling out. Uh, how is it in Edmonton? Have you know where are you guys at? Well, I haven't checked the news today, but it's not good. I know yeah. that already, and um, in, including that we can't even do outdoor performances, which is kind of what I was gearing up for. Like even just doing one on my front porch because I did a whole bunch last year. Yes. Um, yes. And I was just talking to somebody on the phone about that this morning because. Um, you know, that was the one thing left that we could kind of do. <laughs> and I even that's not possible right now. So, so I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, I can't speak for everybody in Edmonton, but I think generally people are just like, oh, my God, like, I thought by now, I don't know. I think, I think it's just fatigue with it all. I know. Yeah, yes. it's pretty scary. Yeah. It's pretty scary. And um, we definitely need to just keep hanging in there and, I don't know. At least the weather is starting to be nice. That's well, one saving grace. Like yeah. having to visit all those people going on walks when it's minus 30 is not a really fun visit. No, you know? no, but, no. So I'm kind of like very hopefully forever done with having to visit people that way. Yes. <laughs> well, and yeah. you know what? You know, everybody's had their own moments of 
darkness, but then also moments of brightness. And you had spoken about doing home concerts. And that was a huge impetus for this great video. And I think that's what really caught my eye and the whole message behind it. Everybody matters. And then there is like a very compelling story that involves a personal story for you too. Mm -hmm. So let's share that story. Well, if the story, well, <clears throat> so of course, uh, like many musicians, I was going to be touring a lot in 2020. And of course, it, then that wasn't happening. So I, um, in April, I was, it had been a month or two since I had had a show at that point because all my March shows were ca ca canceled as well. Can we talk? Um, and so then it was a nice day and I thought I would just like have a, a house on a pretty busy foot traffic street mm -hmm. in my neighborhood and I went on the balcony and just set my keyboard up and played a couple songs and I had messaged a few neighbors that I'd be doing that. And um, normally I think if I would do that, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal, but there was literally nothing else for anyone to do at that point. Wow. So I had a, an audience on the street of, of people in masks, <laughs> you know, and then, <clears throat> so then I thought it felt good. Like I, I just felt good to perform again and mm -hmm. to connect as weird as the, as the connection was like seeing people in masks, what I wasn't used to yet and all that. Anyway, last story short, I did the next week and the next week and it kept growing. And then eventually I moved onto the balcony uh, from the balcony to the porch um, and my friend Jojo, who sings back the harmonies with me, joined me because the porch is wide enough that we could be physically distanced from each other. Mm -hmm. And um, next thing you know, we had a band and then we had <laughs> other bands too. Like we had a festival lineup kind of thing. And, um, a couple of times we had catering from the neighbors and oh. it sort of turned into a thing. Every Sunday that we didn't, we did not miss a Sunday in 26 weeks and six months. Oh my and goodness. the weather miraculously cooperated every Sunday like there was a couple of cold ones and a couple of iffy ones but mostly we were very it just locked out every week that that we yeah yeah and in the neighborhood too uh the people there I mean it's uh inner city correct Macaulay was yeah. the area yes. yes and so you know that's uh poverty homelessness you know yeah. depression a lot of <laughs> mental health issues yeah. Uh, what was kind of the reaction? Well, we've, you've sort of mentioned it, but um, the reaction uh, for the music and for this kind of community and gathering at a at a concert, and you know the joy I would think of seeing live music would bring. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was uh, I learned a lot this year about myself and about the neighborhood. The neighborhood had a lot to teach me, as it turned mm -hmm. out. Um, and actually, my whole album that I work, that I sort of gradually releasing, and this song is the first single of it, was inspired by the neighborhood mm -hmm. even before the pandemic came out because the album was supposed to come out a year ago already on tour. <laughs> yes. So, um, but yeah, I uh, I've lived here for 13 years, and as you mentioned, it's a neighborhood very notorious for. It's uh, the opioid crisis has been really bad here, and there's a lot of homelessness and a lot of addiction issues and mental illness, like you said. Um, and you know, just the stigmatization of people who have those issues. You know, we all have different issues in life, but those particular ones seem to be very dismissed and or um, just thought of negative in a very sort of disrespectful way by 
a lot of people in our society. And that doesn't make it any easier for people. And they have to go through all sorts of other things mm-hmm. based on the fact that their illness isn't really recognized in the same way as other ones. If you had cancer, if you had a broken leg or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. that's definitely been on my mind for so long. And then when this happened, the porch concerts, I hadn't really put any thought into anything more than I want to play. I'm a musician. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. But um, because of it being located in the neighborhood that it is, um, two things happened. One is that uh, people from outside of the neighborhood started to find out about them and come with their lawn chairs and their, you know, the little picnics or whatever. And then other people in the neighborhood were coming that were just walking by of all walks of life. The neighborhood is super diverse and there's Buddhist monks and people pushing shopping carts and people of all ages and all religions and from all countries and so um but the most interesting thing that i started to see is that the neighborhood on people in my street started taking pride in it in that they were helping uh clean up the streets there's a lot of garbage in my street always um they started mowing the lawns and putting social distancing markers up for me, I, I I started doing it, but they started doing it, and they would change it up every week. Like one one week it was Canada flags for Canada Day, whatever. And so um, that was a change because it's it's hard to have pride in your neighborhood when you see so much sort of sad mm-hmm. thing. So um, it ended up being sort of a thing where people were showing off the neighborhood, like all oh, these people are coming from the whole city to hear. <laughs> Instead of this being the place where people kind of get given to, now we were giving to the rest of the city. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As a place of, uh, you know, people running away from it, they're now coming yeah. to it. And the other thing was that, yeah, then there were all these different people of diverse income levels and all the diversity of every way that you could describe it, um, all sort of sitting together in the same two-meter-apart section of boulevard grass. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of an equalizer, you know, like we're all in this together. This is one pandemic. The pandemic is, you know. <laughs> and then thirdly, I think what I what was interesting is that so many people in this neighborhood have such huge um, health issues and issues of, of trauma every day by having to find drugs that aren't legal and how to get the mm-hmm. money for it and just the life that you have to lead is so traumatizing that a pandemic on top of it all is kind of almost like an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, there's a pandemic. Like, whereas the rest, other people that were coming were like, oh my God, my perfectly planned out life has an element without control in it for the first time ever, you know, for some people. And there is kind of like the pandemic for some people was like the biggest thing in their lives, you know, like that never happened. Yes. That wasn't, I don't know, they'd never been in a war or, never, you know, mm-hmm. like a, that kind of thing. So in a way, seeing a whole bunch of people who have a harder life kind of just, okay, and one more thing, and I go to wear a mask, okay, you know? And it was sort of like, it was actually, yeah, it was um, in a way, again, people sort of flipping this script and, and being taught, who was being taught and who's learning was often, I think, not what you would have, how it's traditionally seen in maybe a sort of a colonial attitude. Well, so, um, that was cool. Uh, I mean, it's amazing how much 
one song can have over people. And just to point too, I think in the making of the video, you shot it at your house, right? And included yep. people from the neighborhood, uh, which is mm -hmm. so beautiful. And I, I mean, a sense of pride all around. I guess moving forward now, AV, uh, music wise, I mean, you've always been a great storyteller. You've always been a voice for the, you know, bringing people up, um, a voice for the, the voiceless, if you want to say, and you've always, you know, addressed issues. What's been the biggest issue for you in the last year and a half? Oh, you mean me personally? Yeah, personally. Um, I think, honestly, it's really been bothering me, this whole sort of way that I, and the, the song is what really the song is about, actually. It's, it's been hard to rectify how our society, on the one hand, is very much about, um, we got to be selfish and get ahead and get, you know, things for you and your money and your savings and you, you, you and selfies and me, me, me. And, and then on the other hand, you know, supposedly be a culture that values equality and human rights. And of course, it's been the pandemic year, right? So it's the year of Black Lives Matter. It's about it's so much racism, anti-Asian racism, anti-everything racism. And um, there's a lot of um, unresolved issues in the neighborhood of Indigenous rights. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's all kind of swirling around this opioid crisis thing, which is kind of the symptom of it, in a sense, one of the symptoms of it. And so, yeah, I think for me, it's really been a time where I don't even know how we can possibly do this awkward dance anymore of like, oh yeah, I'm a good person and not realize that you know, the more affluence one person has, the less someone else has at some stage. And and I don't think middle class people are so much to blame as as just the whole structure of of having certain people have made literally billions of dollars in this in this year, mm -hmm. where others are, you know, not able to feed their families and children starving and and refugees being created. You know. So I, I think it's that. I think it's just that I don't know how much longer we can live that sort of hypocritical, absolutely not, it does. It cannot coexist, but we have <laughs> told ourselves that it can for yeah. so long. And I just don't, I think we're at a point where we're just going to have to say, no, it doesn't. Wow. It doesn't. Well, I think that's your next song. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> to prove it. Yes. To like, prove it, to prove it, and to, and to open Yeah, and I, I also... Yeah. I also, of course, realize that then you have to find a, like, you can't just tear something down. You have to have an alternative thing to, to give hope instead, you know, because hope is another thing I learned about this year. Like, um, you know, how much we need that. Yes. And so if, if you have to stay, okay, you have to stay home for three more weeks, you need to have a, a reward at then. You need to have a carrot, like, okay, but then in three weeks you can have this or that, you know, <laughs> and so you have to give people something instead. And so that's really, I think... We've got to find leaders and, and systems that make it. And, and I think they're out there. Yes. So that's, I didn't want to just leave on doom and gloom. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, will, I will do the dangling carrot part of this interview because coming right up, you will see <laughs> Everybody Matters from yeah. AV, a beautiful video including stars from Macaulay in Edmonton. And thank you so much for you know, showing us 
you know, are shedding the light so the rest of us can see and, you know, hopefully understand. Um, that's what your concerts did, like you said. It brought people from all walks of life to enjoy mm -hmm. music. And I think hopefully, no, looks like not this summer, but hopefully next summer, you'll come yes. here, you'll perform at the Winnipeg oh, Folk Fest. and That would be awesome. And I, you will have live music. Festival. Like, <laughs> I've, uh, I've always, uh, yeah, I, like I, we were talking before I yeah. went to that festival a long time ago, kind of hitched my wagon to a performer that was performing, and um, it was so fun. It's such a great festival. Well, hang on to those memories, A.V., I know that they'll all come to fruition very soon. So I want to thank you. And everybody, here is Everybody Matters. I will lift you up. I will trust your wounds. We're here at the legislative grounds in Edmonton where mere months ago people gathered to talk about equality and rights. And the message was loud and clear. Creed RF, never! unifying moment that the colonial entity so graciously allowed everyone to have. For Channel 96 CHIT News, I'm Frank Lee. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from Treaty 6 Land, sometimes known as Macaulay Edmonton. Everybody matters. Everybody so you might see things for always it won't work here. Don't like slavery, cause I'll call that over there. Everybody matters, just some a little more, just to be clear.
about vaccines today so I want to open up the doors to all of our beautiful beautiful Q virtual chat ladies and I want to hear everybody's opinion oh look at everybody's got sweaters on come on Kirsten come on be tough <laughs> I I opened up my garage door today Cynthia it's snowing like it's like oh it's just no I can't Oh, and there's Robin. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, you can unmute yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, let's get on with the uh, topic. That's the topic, right, of everything. It's not, hi, how are you? It's, hi, have you been vaccinated yet? <laughs> and which vaccine? And where did you go? And how long was the lineup? And who did you, did you, you know, get the leftover shots? Ay, ay, ay. Well, I'm going to actually go to, like, Cynthia first, since you are our great over-the-pond, across-the-pond correspondent, and I know you're, like, light years ahead of us here in poor Canada. Um, I mean, this is old news, right? Because almost everybody's vaccinated there, young and old. Well, it, it is and isn't old news. I mean, there's still lots of the debate, mm -hmm. I think, wherever it's going on. Um, yeah, I mean, they have hit, for those over 18... 65% of the adult population has now been vaccinated with at least one shot. Mm -hmm. um, the big effort's actually to get the second shots in the first group, which are the over 50s. Um, and that, that I think, takes them to about like 27 million. And they're on 10 and a half million today. And that only started like two or three weeks ago. Wow. So, yeah. So now rather than June for my second, um, which was an AstraZeneca shot. Mm -hmm. um, the first 24 hours are, you feel lousy and then you feel fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so it looks like, you know, most likely by May, I will actually probably gotten my second dose. So yeah. fingers crossed. Okay, so I'm, yeah, I'm curious now because, you know, we're, there's a big rush over here where we are because yeah. they lessened it to 40 and over. Mm -hmm. So, so you've got so you'll have both your shots by May. So does that just like take a huge weight off your shoulders, and you're just going to go running free and wild with no mask? Or I, I, I... yeah, um, that's a really really good question. Um, so I mean, I've had my one vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, masks and social distancing or physical distancing are still a thing mm -hmm. um they're still applied and still with the hand washing or um, um 
Hand sanitization. Hand sanitizer, gel, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just literally what you do everywhere you go. Right. Um, no if, ands, or buts. It's just what you do um, into places. Um, so, you know, the rules did relax for outdoors. You can have up to six people from different households. So, right. I mean, I've been taking the train. London's only an hour away. So I've been going in and visiting friends. Um, I've had a couple of folks come and visit me here in my town. So I have actually been meeting with people uh, and so forth. And then there's the negotiation. So yeah. do, do you hug? Do we elbow bump? Do we just not do? And, you know, that's really down to a personal preference. Um, I am so starved for human touch that I instantly, I offer a hug. Uh, but along with that is the UK government has also implemented um, I can take two free uh, lateral flow tests a week. So I'm now actually testing myself twice a week um, wow. to make sure that with all my interaction that I am not getting sick and become a carrier, even if I'm asymptomatic. Truth be told, it was, um, okay, I have an option. If I get COVID because of what my heart condition is, chances are I'll die. Um, and so it was kind of like, like I thought about it because I had uh, like, you know, I had some friends who, um, spooky friends, mediums go, mm, I don't know about this. And I was like, uh, look, if I get COVID, I'm absolutely dead. So I might as well have a, a vaccine. And so for me, when I got offered it, like I went straight away to start finding out where I could get it. And um, there was, you know, there is the hype about blood clots and this and that. And I'm like, you have a higher rate on birth control of getting a blood clot than you do on AstraZeneca. And I think like what, what highlights stuff for me is that we're watching for side effects of the vaccines, right? Everyone's cognizant mm -hmm. of it, everyone's reporting it. But for flu or, you know, any of the other vaccines, we're not reporting in the same way the, like, side effects of it. So we don't, we, we're not actually cognizant of how much other stuff happens or other things. We only, we're only keeping a close eye on it because it's brand new. And, and I believe it was because there was a, a cancellation because again, they're using the AstraZeneca uh, vaccines and because they have to be uh, refrigerated or in the freezer, once the doses come out, unless you use all the doses uh, um, immediately or within, I don't know how many hours or days or whatever, then whatever's left over has to be thrown out. And so what they're trying to do then in that case is try to get as many people in as possible. So I was able to get, get my vaccine and I had no side effects at all. It didn't even hurt going in. And I thought, okay, did he actually put the needle in my arm? <laughs> and I had, I had someone take a picture of me uh, with them giving me the needle, but I, my arm was not sore. I had no side effects at all. And I waited to think, okay, well, maybe I'll get side effects. I had none. I had more side effects from when I got the flu shot <laughs> and had a sore arm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I was, I was happy to get it. Uh, mm -hmm. For a couple of reasons. One, because I'm in my early 60s and even though I'm healthy, I don't want to take any chances. Mm -hmm. But there's also, I have a granddaughter who's three and a half. And my daughter's a nurse and said, basically, 
you know, even with the flu shot, if you want to see your granddaughter, you make sure that you're getting your shots to make sure that you're healthy. As I've said before, as I said on Twitter today, Gen X is going to save the planet once again. So yeah, go get your shots. Everyone, everyone's like lining up to get their fake ID for the bar and we're all just like, woo, let's go. Yeah, I love it. I'm into it. Totally. <laughs> oh, so no conspiracy theories for you then, right? Tracy, have we met? Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> I have no patience for that kind of stupidity. None. What was the great, the great meme or uh, saying that I was the other day? The same people who think that the moon landing uh, was fake think that we also had the technology to put DNA changing stuff in the vaccine. It's just wild. So, yeah, I just laugh and it's just like, yeah, no, I'm good. I will trust the scientists and I will trust that um, we need this to get, you know, to the other side of this pandemic and hooray for medicine. It's why we're all here in some respect and why our kids don't know about polio or measles or mumps or anything like that. Welcome back to Hugh at Home. Well, you've probably been spending a lot of time on the computer, pounding away at those keys. Your fingers get tired and so do your hands. So coming up, Verde has the solution with Naomi. She'll show you some wonderful tips on hand massage to get them rejuvenated and beautiful once again. Looking to highlight your hairstyle with some glitz and glamour? Well, you'll love Birch Accessories. They are unique in design and quality without the high-end price. Express your personal style to the world with these beautiful and affordable pieces. Order online at verdesalon.ca or birchaccessories.ca and use NEW10 for 10% off your first order. Hi there, my name's Naomi and I'm a team member at Verde Veda Salon. Today I'm going to be showing you how to do a hand massage at home. So this is a really great way to relax and, you know, incorporate some of the salon experience in your home routine as well. Alright, so I hope you're going to grab your favorite hand lotion and follow along with me. My favorite is Aveda's Hand Relief. So this one is the perfect consistency for a hand massage. It's not going to leave your hands feeling sticky afterwards, so it's perfect. I'm just going to take a pea-sized amount, a little bit bigger maybe, um, depending on how dry your hands are, and massage that in, really working it into the fronts of your hands, the backs of your hands, between your fingers, and up onto your wrist as well. We wanna get that nice and all over, so we're good to go for our massage. So we're gonna start off on the back of the hand with a nice, big, slow circles, and don't be afraid to use a little bit more pressure here, uh, depending on what works for you. We're gonna start out with some nice wide circles and move up into the wrist with some smaller circles as well with our thumb, um, and massaging towards the outside of our hand. And I really love this one because I feel like there's a lot of kind of small uh, bones and muscles in your hands that don't necessarily get the attention they deserve. So next, we're gonna go through and massage down our fingers. So one thing that's nice to do here is move your thumb back and forth a little bit as you're going through and massaging down your fingers. And that one really feels nice. Uh, and then I'm going to do the same thing on the other hand. So again, starting out with those big circles on the hand, moving up into smaller circles on the wrist. This is one of my favorite parts right here. And going, moving back down to finish and going in and 
starting to do some of those fingers as well going as as slowly as you need really getting in there um, and applying the right pressure for you because it's everybody likes a different amount of pressure it's the nice thing about doing the hand massaging yourself so we're going to start off um, with our the inside of our hand in that muscle where our thumb is because that's the biggest muscle in your hand and that's what tends to get really tight from you know holding a pen holding your cell phone typing whatever um, whatever activities you tend to be doing so we're going to start out doing really nice big circles um, moving in the direction of your thumb and really towards the outside of your hand starting with those big circles next um, right in between kind of um, that right in that big muscle going in between your thumb and your forefinger you're going to find where it feels kind of the hardest and really give it a bit of a press and a little massage in there next we're going to, going to go and massage um, kind of the opposite side of our palm um, again, in little outward circles, applying the right amount of pressure for you. Once you kind of do this muscle, you can definitely tell that your thumb muscles are quite a lot, um, quite a lot stronger and sturdier than those. So it's really good to do all of it. Next, I like to move on to my knuckles, going all the way back and forth and then doing small circles over each knuckle. You wanna make sure you're using the rest of your hand. So, um, your other fingers to support the hand that you're massaging as you're going through and doing those little circles over the knuckles and again these are such you know small bones small muscles that you don't realize hold tension until you start massaging them so then i like to finish off again doing the uh, finger pulls and massaging through in there nice and slow and you can see a little bit more here that I'm moving my thumb back and forth a little bit as I go. Next, you wanna move on to your other hand. So again, doing the big circles in your thumb and on the opposite side, pinching in your thumb muscle and doing small circles there, going back and forth across your knuckles, giving them nice little circles over each one and finishing off by going through and massaging each finger. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this and you followed along with the hand massage or are going to try it at home in the future. Uh, these products are available at verdesalon.ca as well as in salons. So we have two locations, one in Seasons located by the IKEA and one in Bridgewater Center. We are very excited to announce a brand new series right here on Hewitt Home and it is featuring Susan Coos. She is a positivity practitioner and founder of Social-ish, and that's I-S-H. So what is Social-ish? Let's find out with Susan. Hi, I'm Susan Coos, positivity practitioner and founder of Social-ish. I've been helping people improve their mental fitness and create lives they love for over 10 years now. If you've been feeling your mental health and well-being slipping lately, you're not alone. According to the latest World Happiness Report, Canada's happiness ranking has moved from 7th in 2018 to 15th in 2020. Our happiness is literally slipping away from us. According to a recent study by Mental Health Research Canada, anxiety and depression are at all-time highs, with the highest levels being reported in Manitoba, which is my home province, and our neighbours in Saskatchewan. We're being asked to move through unprecedented times 
and our resilience and our ability to persevere with constant stress are being tested. Many of us are now suffering pandemic fatigue as we continue to isolate from one another. If I asked you, what do you think increases your chances of living a longer and happier life the most? Would you say quitting smoking or exercising or maybe even losing weight? These are all important, but if you said being socially connected and having strong relationship, you'd actually be right. More than ever, this is a time when we need to develop our our skills in mental fitness with the support of experts and, of course, the support also of each other. This is why we're launching Socialish. It's an online private community that combines programs and personal growth and improving mental fitness. Some of the best personal growth experiences I've had were in small groups where I could interact with others who were also learning new skills under the guidance of experts. One of these was a six-month book club where we moved through the discussions chapter by chapter as we peeled back the layer of our onions. We were supporting one another and we were developing our friendships at the same time. And our connections over the years have actually stayed really strong and I'm still in contact with many of my friends even years later. I look back at this time fondly, very fondly, as it was the time in my life when I committed to my work of teaching and sharing positive psychology with others. This was truly a life-changing experience for me. Another positive experience I had when I was when I took a nine-month course where I met regularly with other students online. We moved through the material together, we were learning and growing, but we're also developing our friendships. Some of my new friends were from as far away as Australia or Europe, uh, and of course many were right in my own backyard here in Canada and the US. These are the kinds of transformational experiences that have been life-changing for me and the kind that I want to help you create through Socialish. When I ask others who've moved through similar transformational programs, what was the best part for you? They inevitably say connecting with other students, the accountability of the program, and the high quality of content. The Socialist community helps adults who are struggling with the isolation of the pandemic to move through this time of constant change successfully and come out the other side even better than before. You can join Socialist for free, You can sign up for programs that you're interested in and you can connect with others who have similar goals and are on a similar path than you are. Or if you like, you can move through the content at your own pace on your own. Because after all, sometimes we're more socialish and sometimes we're a little less socialish. The community is private. It's hosted through Mighty Network platform. It's not Facebook. And it's a place where you can find programs in personal development and wellness that can help you to successfully navigate the times that we're in. You know, there's no question we're moving through unprecedented times. And to do that successfully, we need to develop new skills and mental fitness to get us from where we are to where we want to be and to reach those really big goals that we have in life. And we can do this with the support of a community of peers who are on the same path as we are. So if you're curious about the programs and the community of Socialish, sign up at socialish.ca 
S-O-C-I-A-L-I-S-H dot C-A. Or you can also find more information at SusanCoos.com. As we move forward, we all have to take the next steps. And it's a lot more fun and healthier when we do it with others. So let's create a positive transformation and positive results together. I look forward to seeing you in Socialish. Bye for now. Welcome back to Hue at Home. We want to give a big thank you to all of our guests on today's show and leave you with this question. How are you coping with the third wave? We want to know, so send us an email to hello at ilikehue.com or message us on Facebook and Instagram at ilikehue. But for now, stay safe and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Hue at Home. for listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com, podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.